Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Family Business Today, where every family of business has a story to tell and a step to take to not only thrive, but working together create a lasting family legacy. I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Karen McMahon. Karen founded Journey Beyond Divorce in 2010 after discovering that the pain of dissolving her marriage had been the very stimulus for her personal transformation. During her three-and-a-half-year tumultuous divorce, Karen's life began to improve exponentially. Karen is the mother of two emerging adults, a graduate of the world's leading coaching institute, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, and a certified member of the International Coaching Federation. Well, hello, Karen. Thank you for joining me for this edition of Family Business Today. I've been looking forward to hearing more about your experience uh, with divorce and how it affect could affect a family business. Thanks so much for having me on, Greg. I'm excited about our conversation. Well, great. Well, let's let's jump right in, Karen. Your business aims to help guide individuals through divorce. Can you tell us about your motivation to begin a divorce support business? Yeah, I went through my own divorce, I guess, about 15 years ago. And divorce is one of the most uh, overwhelming and jolting transitions that any of us go through. And so for me, uh, I had two young children, barely in grade school, and um, I, it was three and a half years. It was a very long, mm. drawn out, uh, challenging. I tell people it was some of the most hellacious years of my life. And yet uh, I was guided to keep the focus on myself. And when I emerged three and a half years later, I was uh, different and felt a much better version of myself. And it was so transformational for me that what I had been doing, which was selling commercial printing, a dying industry, mm -hmm. uh, I knew that that there had to be something more important for me to do in the world. And that's when I started considering coaching. And once I became a certified life coach, coaching is all about helping people through transition, getting from where they are to where they want to be. I knew that I wanted to work with individuals going through divorce. Hmm. Very, very good. Well, divorce is certainly, uh, a very personal individual part and I don't really know if there's any one part of a divorce that's more important to another than another but what is the most important part of a divorce in my humble opinion the most valuable part of divorce is keeping an eye on how you behave and so divorce is so upending it's 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 your partner it's uh, less time with your kids it's uh, splitting finances, it might be splitting friends, it might be not seeing your in-laws. Uh, so there's there's a social, there's a financial, you may be losing um, or leaving the marital home. So it's so overwhelming that we don't show up as our best selves. Most people show up as one of the sloppier versions of themselves. And, and that's where you can do so much harm to yourself, to your um, soon to be co-parent if you've got children mm -hmm. and and really you can decimate your finances. A lot of people spend a ton of money that goes in the attorney's pocket. And so I would say that 
we work on with people on keeping the focus on how they're showing up the stories that they have in their head the way they're acting or reacting and and to to notice whether everything that they say and do is bringing them closer to what they want or further away and in the beginning it's usually bringing them further away hmm. well thank you karen i appreciate that well You've already said it's a jolting experience, and and there's lots of uh, of uh, you know uh, can be lots of conflict uh, between uh, uh, people, children, everything else. So can we say that a, a divorce can ever be successful? A divorce can end in a win-win, which is as successful as you can have. And mm -hmm. so there's, you know, there's the garden variety divorce where, you know, people have grown apart. They're kind of both in agreement that this is over and, and that allows for, can allow for a reasonably amicable divorce and amicable co-parenting relationship post-divorce mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and then there's uh there's the whole variety of other issues where someone's super fearful or aggressive or uh, paralyzed uh or there is addiction or alcohol or um, mental health issues involved and and that can get really um really complex and um, mm -hmm. messy. And I would say the best success is when you emerge from your divorce feeling like you've gone through it with as much grace and dignity as you can and feeling as though you've emerged uh, a more healed and refined version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. You mentioned in your bio that, you know, and you just mentioned it, that you have, you've been through a three and a half year divorce. Uh, that seems like a, a, a long time, uh, but our divorce process is usually that long. And what problems arise in the meantime, while you're going through a, a long divorce? So one of the things I often share with my clients is that um, the divorce will move as quickly as the slowest moving person. And what happens is one party may have been unhappy for a long time. Uh, they may have tried marriage counseling, um, but they, they've been grieving for a while. They're further along. And mm -hmm. then they tell their, their spouse that they want a divorce. And so that person has a lot of catching up to do. That person might feel blindsided, even if the outside world saw it coming. And so it, how quickly it moves depends on what part of the country you're in. Some parts of the country, it moves so fast, people are done and their head is spinning and they don't know what's happened. Mm -hmm. And then in other parts of the country, because of how the courts work, I was in New York. Um, and uh, we were in the courts. And that's the other thing. Do you do mediation, arbitration, mm -hmm. uh, litigation? All of these things play into the pace and how long it takes. And then for your audience of people, there are financial com complexities. And so the more complex, um, that slows it down a little bit as well, which it should. Um, so when you take all of these things into consideration, 
it's very important that you have grace for the partner who is um, catching up. And one of the best things that you can do is give them a little bit of space to allow this to sink in so that so that they can show up and uh, and participate in a in an effective way with the negotiations. Thank you. So we say that family is family and business is business and never the two shall meet <laughs> unless, of course, you work together in a family business. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what uh, uh, someone should look out for when a divorce is affecting their family business? So I'm going to come at this, uh, Greg, from the emotional perspective. I'm actually doing a, a series in 2022 on specifically for family businesses and divorce, where I'm going to be speaking to business evaluators and matrimonial attorneys and really giving a huge kind of playbook. When we work with, uh, with family people who own family businesses, one of the a number of things happen one is it's so emotionally overwhelming even if you're the one who decided to leave and you're dealing with your spouse's emotional overwhelm your children maybe your in-laws and your family and everyone has an opinion that running your business becomes very difficult and so we want to we come alongside people to support them in number, number one, understanding that you will not be on your A game as you go through a divorce. Uh, one of the key things I like to, to uh, mention is if you've ever downloaded a huge uh, database while your computer's running other programs, every other program glitches out. It's slow, you can walk away from the computer, get a cup of coffee, come back, it's still not done. The same thing happens in our minds. And so when you're dealing with this upcoming divorce and all of the moving pieces, your memory is not what it normally is. Your ability to uh, access information and hold on to it uh, is hampered temporarily. Your ability to negotiate, uh, to, to stay on schedule, to keep your appointments. Like there is something psychologically going on where your brain is is processing this entire new foreign land, this database of information mm -hmm. and emotion that, that really impacts your day-to-day -day workings. And so if you're running a business, if you're managing a lot of staff, it's so vitally important that you have the kind of support so that you could be processing what's going on with the divorce so that you can attend to your business. You're not going to be on your A-game, but you can certainly be um, closer to it with the right support. Hmm. Does that make sense to you? I mean, you you deal with business owners all oh, the time. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I, well, I was thinking uh, to continue on uh, with that is uh, in working with uh, uh, families. It's a family business because there's usually... Uh, multiple family members involved in the business and more often than not there's a husband and a wife that are involved uh, in the business so i was just thinking about it uh, so uh, can a couple divorce uh, while both remain involved in the family business and if that were to happen what would make that possible and that's that's the key is so so 
you know, there are a number of different variations of what can happen. And that's going to depend very largely, too, on their ability to navigate the divorce and um, kind of hold open the possibility of forgiveness, of being able to separate their emotions around this other person, their their spouse from uh, being partners. And that's that's a lot of what our series is going to be about, because that's where business valuations come in. And is one person buying the other person out? Or are they taking a, a lesser position? Is everybody holding so firm to their position that they're going to hemorrhage like way more money than they have to in the mm-hmm. legal battle? And that's where creating the right team, having a matrimonial attorney who is schooled in working with people who are divorcing, mm-hmm. who have family businesses, that's going to be vital. Having the uh, the right financial people, the right business evaluators, and creating a team that enables you to to navigate this as best possible. So when, and the other thing, as you know, is it could be more than just the husband and wife. There could be, you you have a divorce happening. There could be numerous personalities in management positions throughout the company that are all a little bit on their ear because of the emotions around the divorce and the opinions around the divorce. Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit, Kieran, is, is uh, uh, sometimes there's uh uh, father-in-law, uh, mother-in-law, there's other people, other family members that are involved, adults in it. How would a family business owner handle uh, that situation when they're involved in the divorce proceedings? Well, so I think that's where with the coaching, uh, what comes up is uh, setting boundaries. That's that's a very big one. Um, and because you don't want, because it's so hard to not impact the rest of your staff, right? If all of this mm-hmm. chaos is going on, then in general, the staff is not going to have a very high level of morale. There, It's, it's energy. If there's all of this conflict energy between management, that is going to trickle down to the staff. And so for the person that we work with, it's a matter of getting really clear on what they want, um, being clear on their boundaries. And so somebody else can pick a fight with you. The saying is, you know, you don't have to attend every fight that you're invited to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what do you keep uh, outside the doors of the family business? And it may be that you, let's say the business owner, feel really, I can do that, that's fine, but my spouse can't. My spouse is reactive. My spouse is kind of airing our um, private laundry in front of the, uh, the rest of the staff. And what do you do about that? And what can you do? And what do you have to let go of? And mm-hmm. that's where... Those situations often inform uh, the direction you go in. So you might want to continue to be partners, but through this, you begin to notice that, you know, this could this could have such a, a negative impact on our bottom line, on our, our staff morale, on our ability to go forward. What are our other choices? And that's where, and that's not my expertise, but that's where having that team 
and having people who can advise you. And I would imagine, Greg, you would be one of the good people to be on the team or mm-hmm. one of your associates where, where that can be talked through and worked out. And so, so my role on the team is to really help navigate the practical, help bring in the experts, and, and then most importantly, to work with an individual on a on a regular basis to navigate all of the emotions and conflict and frustration and uh, reactivity that can come up and and help minimize that so that to your point earlier so that the divorce can be as much of a success mm. as possible mm-hmm. and the business can survive it. Mm. Yeah. So, Karen. Uh... You've you've talked about it through throughout here, but what are two or three of the most common sticking points in a divorce, um, and how can family business members avoid them? So I would say we have a we have a twelve step divorce recovery program that we created based on that question. What are the most common challenges that our clients go through? And uh, step one is curbing the conflict. And so it's very easy for your ego to get involved, whether that means that you're controlling and and, uh, aggressive or you're insecure and shutting down. And so learning how to navigate the conflict and learning how to navigate your own reactivity is is vital no no matter whether it's amicable or high conflict family business or otherwise that's a key now now it may be that a lot of family business owners say oh i'm really that's i'm good at that i do that in at the negotiation table all the time people tend to show up very differently in their intimate relationships than they do in their uh, professional or public relationships Mm -hmm. and so Often when we're triggered, those are triggers when people are pushing your buttons, those are triggers and buttons that predate your spouse. They go all back to your childhood. And there's a great saying in in 12-step programs, if it's hysterical, it's historical. And we see that all the time. We see people going from zero to 100 and tossing emotional grenades across the room and decimating what they're actually trying to hold on to. And Mm -hmm. so, so the first thing is that reactivity and how you navigate conflict. Another one in the program at step seven is the stories we tell ourselves, Greg. And so everybody has a story about why their spouse or their soon-to-be ex is doing something and what this horrible thing is. I'm gonna lose my kids or you know, my husband's gonna like take all my money or like these stories that create such reactivity and 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 aren't true, like 95% of the time, the fear story is not true, but it it drains the emotional energy out of people. It drains their ability to show up calm, clear, confident, effective, productive. And so it un- it, it undoes the very thing that they want to be working on mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. So, so the stories is a second one. And I guess the third one that probably is most common is acceptance. I'm like, do I talk about judgment? Do I talk about acceptance? How often have, you know, even in what you do, uh, 
how often have you heard someone I say, I, I can't believe the other person did X. You've been in relationship with them for 20, 30 years. They do X all of the time and you're not in acceptance of how they show up. And that happens hugely in divorce. And it's like, well, you know, he or she shows up that way because that's one of the reasons it's not working and you're divorcing. And so when people can begin to accept their own shortcomings, their own needs, their own insecurities, and their soon to be exes, it opens up a lot of choice for them. It gives them the opportunity to work with what is rather than digging their heels in and wishing it was different. And that's that's so huge in divorce where divorces talk about what slows a divorce down. When you resist what is, when you resist how the process works, when you resist how the other person shows up. And, and just as an example, you could have, um, you can have, let's say, let's say the husband's the primary business owner and the wife is scared and, and the misinterpretation through story, through judgment, through a lack of acceptance is that she's being manipulative and, and I need to, you know, aggressively move her along and, and everything falls apart. Whereas when you can say, okay, I, I know certain things about my spouse and I know that that person needs time, that person needs acknowledgement, that person needs to know that, um, that I'm not gonna be putting the screws to anyone. Like when you can slow it down enough and, and see the person that you're divorcing as someone with fears and um, concerns instead of as the enemy, it can go such a long way to, to streamlining the negotiations. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I was really, I was thinking about it. You know, uh, the ideal divorce, if there's such a thing, is if there's just a, a husband and a wife partner involved in the business. However, many family businesses I work with have uh, young adult uh, children who are working in the business uh, uh, in various uh, leadership roles and, and, and growing. And maybe someday the business may be transitioning to them. Then all of a sudden, uh, mom and dad uh, and, and mom may not be working in the business uh, 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 file for a divorce. And now we're talking about running the family business and working together as a team and yet feeling a certain amount of anger at their dad because uh, uh, he's divorcing their mother. What's your, what would be your advice uh, to a young adult uh, uh, children who are working in their business who are having to work in their business with their dad, but also feeling that their mother has been, has been unfairly, or, you know, they're just uh, upset about the split in their parents' uh, marriage. Absolutely. I think in general, adult children, we don't talk enough about adult children of divorce, adults mm -hmm. whose, um, whose parents are having a gray divorce, right? And in their older ages. And what tends to happen is they find themselves in the middle. And because that adult child is 20 something, 30 something, 40 something, the parents often feel like they can uh, share information. And so mom who's freaking out might be talking about how selfish dad is and how, you know, dad's gonna walk away with all this. And, and that 
your your child is not the person to do that to. And dad at the same time um, could be doing the same thing. And so I think that depending on the situation that regardless, let me say that regardless of the situation that the adult child finds themselves in, it's vital to set boundaries, to um, to talk to mom and dad about what your boundaries are and what you do and do not want to engage with about their divorce. And, um, and the flip side is uh, you shouldn't be telling your mom and dad what they should be doing. That's a broken boundary as well, right? And so that's just gonna add more chaos and friction. And so if you're, um, if you're an adult child in a business and your, your parents are splitting up, the best thing that you can do is be very clear on what you need in terms of taking care of yourself and being able to continue to work in the business, what you need from each parent mm -hmm. and do not try and parent your parents because yeah. that's, yeah. that is an equal breach and boundary, it's only going to create more chaos. And so typically when I talk to people about boundaries, you know, we all have boundary oblivious people in our lives. And so the best thing that you can do is be really skilled at articulating what your line in the sand is, and then being clear that when you're going to uphold that line in the sand, that boundary, it's not about getting mom or dad to be different. It's actually about you finding a way to change your behavior so that you honor the boundary. And that might be, um, you know, telling a parent, if you begin to speak about my other parent, um, I'm going to give you one warning and then, and then I'm going to, we can talk later. I'm going to hang up or uh, I'm not going to engage with that. And then you have to uphold that. And I would imagine, especially when you're working during the day with one or both parents, and then this is going on, you know, at the Thanksgiving table and the whole nine yards, that that's a really one of the best skills that you can work on. Mm -hmm. mm. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Yes, I, I see that. I see that often. And it's, uh, it's, we, we tell folks it's all about three things. It's about communications, communications and communication. Yeah, and exactly. We have, if we have good communications, uh, although that emotional part steps in there sometime and sometimes the communications is more about hurt than it is about help. So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Well, in our world and what we do, uh, we work with uh, uh, many family businesses on on planning the transition of their business, and many times that planning is to the to the next generation. So, uh, what kinds of transitions uh, are involved uh, when a divorce comes into play? Every every level of divorce is filled with transitions. So, you know, you're dealing with. Um splitting splitting holidays you're dealing with uh you know children grandchildren uh and depending on how, how each person shows up uh it can be one big happy family um or it can be an ongoing stressor and so i would say that if you're a business owner, what you want to do is get clear on what you want to do on the personal level and, and then take those same guidelines uh, and bring them into the business. If you've got family working in the business, 
that I think to your point, communication, communication, it has to be a conscious choosing of how are we going to move this forward, not based on how we want people to show up, but how each individual does show up. And, and then, you know, there's often hard decisions to make. And that's what makes the negotiations when you're divorcing and you have a family business so much more complex because all of these things need to be taken into consideration. You don't want the divorce to impact the family business. And yet in some some cases, it can't help but impact it. And mm -hmm. so your transitions are about, uh, about being very mindful and intentional on uh, what you want your personal relationship and your business relationship with each individual to look like on the other side of the divorce. And then it's baby steps for how to move in that direction. For us, um, Greg, what we do is each time that we coach someone, we're, we're coaching around what's coming up for them that week. And so, uh, and, and they always leave with an action plan, which might be assessing how they've been in interacting at the office and what they want to change or, or a baby step in a new direction with, um, with their spouse or, or one of their kids. And so this is very incremental and week by week, action plan by action plan, there's this huge shift from where you started to where you want to end up. And when, again, when the focus is always, am I honoring how I want to be? Who do I want to be through this divorce? And am I doing this with as much grace and dignity as possible? That's the best you can do. And then if other members are less conscious, a little bit more sloppy, you're just, you're just navigating that as best you can. And that's part of the, um, surrender that happens right after we've done everything we can mm -hmm. we do need to um we don't have full control over the unfolding and so mm -hmm. there is a piece of surrender which is typically really hard when you're in that kind of control mm -hmm. thank you karen um you're a you're a you're a divorce counselor obviously um, you have to have uh legal counsel uh in all of this part what advice would you give to a family a, a member, a business member who might be seeking a divorce attorney? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, and we have a number of podcasts on that. And so th the first thing is you, you want to be schooled in the various uh, methods of divorce, right? And so you can litigate, you can collaborate mediate or arbitrate. Those are like your four keys. Um, and so you want to know which one fits your circumstance before you start looking for a divorce attorney. And if you want to mediate, you don't want a, a sharp divorce attorney. You want someone who's very collaborative and, and is going to not get caught in their own ego and locked in position. And so the first thing is you figure out, um, and, and we actually just released uh, the best uh, approach to divorce, which walks through all of those um, with a matrimonial attorney. And so once you know what the method is, then what you want to do is uh, determine 
the personality that you're looking for. And so oftentimes uh, a, a spouse who feels bullied by their other spouse goes out and hires a bully and then they're bullied by their matrimonial attorney too. So the, so what you wanna do is make sure what's important to you. Uh, for most of us, uh, communication is really important. Um, responsiveness is important. Experience might be important. It may be really vital to you that you're working with someone who, uh, who does a lot of work with high net worth individuals. You don't wanna get somebody who doesn't play with those numbers. And so, a key thing I would say is you sit down, you list what is important to you, both in terms of the communication part, the experience part, and certainly what you think is the best legal approach for you. And, mm -hmm. and that's a good place to start. And a lot of our podcasts, the attorneys actually give you a list of questions that they would ask. And so that's a really helpful thing to mm -hmm. tune into. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kieran. Well, Karen, we're, we're coming coming to the end of our, our time together. There's so much uh, could, be, could be talked about on this, but I, I really appreciate uh, all that you've shared with our with our listeners today. So uh, in closing, so what does the future look like for Karen? Ah, well, we are, um, we too have a, a podcast journey beyond divorce and okay. um, we have a growing team of coaches. Uh, we, we just hired our sixth coach and our desire is to just continue to expand. Um, so many people file for divorce just in America on an annual basis. And our desire is, my goal is to lower the second and third marriage divorce rate by helping more and more people who are divorcing the first time to keep the focus on themselves so that when they go back into the world, they're actually healthier, engaging in healthier relationships and having um, a marriage that if they decide to remarry, that lasts a lifetime. Mm -hmm. and and the divorce rate for second and third marriages is higher than first marriages because people keep thinking that they're divorcing the problem and then they go out and they meet the same man or woman in a different body and they rinse and repeat and they get divorced a second time and a third time. Mm -hmm. And it would be, it, it is a mission of mine to see that um, turnaround. Oh. Well, I wish you the very, very best uh, in all of your efforts. Uh, Thank you so much for being my guest on our Family Business Today podcast. Uh, I'll look forward to listening to your podcast, Journey Beyond Divorce, and would invite our listeners, uh, if this is an area that uh, they need support in, to check out uh, their podcast, Journey Beyond Divorce. But meanwhile, to learn more about Karen, her business, and to receive a free divorce survival kit, visit her website at www.jbd divorcesupport.com. Thanks so much, Greg. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Today podcast, brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business located in Nashville, Tennessee. Our passion is to help families create a positive environment where the family thrives, the business performs, and working together create a lasting family legacy. Whether you're a business owner looking to grow your family business or you are wanting to prepare to someday sell or transition the business to the next generation, check out our free resources on our website at www.
tncfb.com. If you want to talk to a family business advisor about your specific family business needs, schedule a 30-minute no-cost call by sending us an email to info at tncfb.com. If you want to talk, we will listen. So until next time, thank you for joining us 